Hi, everybody. Hello, you're listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie, and this is Take Two. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we live in a swamp, and it's two in the afternoon, so I'm not having wine. I'm having no my one can of Diet Dr. Pepper that I'm allowing myself today. Because mm-hmm. I drank a huge bottle of Evian water this morning. So I'm letting myself have a little caffeine. I am having very cold ice water and a Yeti. Mm-hmm. In the cup? Mm-hmm. Not in the monster? Yes, the cup, not the snow monster. <laughs> My Evian water came from snow in the French Alps. Every time you say Evian, it makes me think of the parent trap. Yeah. That's exactly what it makes me think of, too. <laughs> I've never had it. I finally let myself indulge, and I'm kind of pissed that I haven't it's ever just had it before. water. Like, how d- does it taste different? Yes, it does. Okay, It tastes sure. fresher. Oh, <laughs> uh, it makes me laugh. <laughs> it, it says on here um, that Evian has naturally occurring ect- electrolytes contributing to the taste that nature intended. Oh, so. does it? Yes. <laughs> I can't talk. I always buy smart water. So, if I'm going to buy bottled water. Yeah. I, I normally No, Amy, do. it's not playtime. I love you. Sorry, guys. My dog is in here with me. No. He's being so sweet. But he thinks it's playtime now. I have no guinea pigs or dogs in here with me today. Mom is babysitting the dog because she's working from home and can keep her Mm -hmm. chilled out in the garage, so. Nice. Yeah. Well, I wish I could have some iced coffee. I tried to do. That would be so good. I tried to do some uh, iced black coffee today and i just i spit it out i could not do do it i can't do it black (laughs) iced at all like mcdonald's is coffee they're 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 iced coffee that i don't get like any of the syrup or anything in there i just Mm -hmm. get cream Uh uh-huh but it's like full fat half half and half half. so like you can't get it all the time like they won't (laughs) let you just put skim milk in it or something like but it's horrific with nothing in it i have a hack i have a hack for you get get the get the black iced coffee and also get a small like skim milk (laughs) jump some of the coffee out and pour it in i mean that's true like they could do that though like (sighs) but if they're not gonna do it i mean you're gonna have to do it yourself (laughs) but here's what's upsetting is you can get skim milk in other other coffee drinks but they won't put it in the in the in the iced coffee i'm like just put it under the other nozzle <laughs> that's all you have to do nobody has to know yeah it's really not that hard <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to charge me extra just put it under that other nozzle that's right there pretend you made a mistake oh no <laughs> whoops are you gonna be obnoxious am i gonna have to cut stick you out in the living room <laughs> so now that you Can finally you got whining? everything working i can't yeah, now that everything's working okay he's whining mm. baby i don't know what you need but it's not the time what is it do you need to go outside no 
You just want to play. Baby, we've played twice today. <laughs> you need to lay down and let Mama record. Let Mama record and then we'll play later. Lay down. He's like, no, we won't. We're going to the vet. I know. He doesn't know that, though. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say anything. Don't. This is what you did last night. Last night, we were all curled up and ready to go to bed, and then he decided to jump on me. <laughs> nice. Because he needed to go outside. Little Hello, asshole. Buddy. But you're being a butt. Ouch! You cannot scratch my belly! There's a baby in there! <laughs> Precious cargo! It hurts! Ugh. Goober. When I got home from work yesterday... He fully jumped on me and sank all ten of his front claws into my stomach. Oh! And scratched Hamlet. me. All the way down, yeah. He needs to get... That's part of what we're doing at the vet is he's getting his fucking nails cut because they're like daggers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <sighs> well, I got all set up with the pediatrician today, so that's another thing off my list. And then Yay. I uh, decided to unlearn my lesson that I learned the other day when I had a mental breakdown, which is that I can't do things anymore. And I decided to try and paint my husband's dresser before he got home as a surprise and discovered that that's a lot harder when you don't have use of your abs and you're carrying 20 extra pounds in your gut. Yep. <laughs> that would be difficult. So... And you can't, like, move and bend, like, if it was just, like, you know, fat, because there's a person in there. Yeah. <sighs> I'm very frustrated, so it's not going to be done when he gets home, and I'm very sad. Oh. It's going to be a mess, but oh well. He'll it's be okay. happy that you tried. I have, I'm learning to, yeah, <laughs> I'm learning to let go. <laughs> I just be like, you know what? I have to lay down because my ankles are super swollen. Yeah. And I have two weeks to maybe a week and a half to two weeks left of this pregnancy. So. That's so crazy to think about. Fingers crossed it's just a week and a half because I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's clear, but I'm done. No, it's clear. <laughs> I just want to be able to lay down. Oh. Like. And be comfortable. That's all I want. I just want to lay down. <laughs> That's fair. And not have something pinching and not have my leg light on fire and not <laughs> feel toes in my ribs. And, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, and not have my entire vagina light on fire. Just want to lay in my bed and sleep. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I don't think that's too much to ask. No. <laughs> of life. <laughs> I really hope that your baby sleeps through the night, too. It won't. That's not my luck. But sure. I hope that for you. <laughs> apparently, apparently, skin to skin contact at the beginning, like, is, if you do as much of that as possible with, like, at the hospital and stuff, mm -hmm. apparently those babies, babies that have, all, like, a lot of skin to skin contact with their parents mm -hmm. sleep a lot easier. Yeah. So. Because they feel safer. Yes. Yeah, that's why they room in now instead of putting them all in the nursery so that you can see them through the window, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's why they room in now so that you can have as much, they can have as much contact with their parents as possible and feel safe. Yeah. So, 
I learned that from my book yesterday. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> that you're finally uh. reading now at the end. <laughs> no, I've been I'm reading just, it. I'm just It's just, just joking. really long. I'm it's joking. It's really fucking long. <laughs> I don't have anything to do at work, though, so I've been reading it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. To get good and prepared, because Josh also has to read this part. Mm. So I'm going to have to finish it and get his, you know... I'm going to have to power through and finish it and then hand it off to him. Yeah. Hammy, lay down. You're about to get shut outside. You're being a butt. Hmm? He was asleep the whole time that we were just sitting here bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> we were and now that we're actually doing work, he is up in my face. Oh, yeah. Because now he doesn't get any attention. Dude, I love you, but you're pissing me off. Okay. Well. Oh, I, <sighs> I got a haircut today, and I'm feeling so good, and I just hit my mic. Yay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it feels incredible, and I'm very happy. I really need to go get a pedicure. I just need to break down and go get a pedicure. I was actually going to ask if you could do me a favor. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, the next time you're out, if you could pop over to Solar Nails and peek in the window and see what their safety procedures are. <laughs> because that's where I want to go because okay. they give incredible pedicures. Okay. <laughs> like the best pedicures ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to I wanna go there on Thursday after my doctor's appointment. Okay. Well, if I... <laughs> or even before. Yeah, if I'm out at some point tomorrow over I will. that way yeah yes i would appreciate it i love you yeah you're welcome <laughs> i love you too <laughs> i don't want to call because i'm not gonna i won't i won't know what they're saying yeah <laughs> i mean that's so, fair yeah it might not be online racist. they're all complete no. they're 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 all very asian and their accents are really really thick but they mm. are amazing at pedicures yeah Oh my gosh, they're the best. I need to have a pedicure done too. It's been years since I've had one. Well, well I, I say years. It's been, well, it has it's been, been a, a couple of years. Over a year since I've had a, a really good one because that's usually where I go. And mm-hmm. the last place I went was with my mom and Abby before her wedding. And it it was not very good. It was this place in my parents' neighborhood. Uh-huh. So you would think it would be really good because all the stuff in there is like really high like high class and stuff mm-hmm. it was a 30 dollar pedicure and they it was like the most basic thing and like for 30 or 40 dollars at solar nails they like do the the like hot wax and the scrub and like all the really good stuff and yeah. like i left and i was like my feet feel dry like i don't like this <laughs> i don't good i don't think i've had a pedicure since you and i went oh my gosh Kay. wow yeah that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really long time. Get those get those puppies scrubbed, girl. Yeah. I well, I I tend to like scrub them at home, but I just Oh. <laughs> I can't reach my feet. Oh. So. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. I never get very good results at home. Any kind of like foot scrub thing that I do I never feel like I get mm-hmm. like nothing I don't feel like I do it like it gets enough well but. I do um I do like a bath <clears throat> or not a bath salt um I do 
Uh, Epsom salt? Sugar scrub. Sugar scrub. Sugar and salt scrubs. I do that, and then I do pet egg. And that usually gets the job done. I don't have corns or bunions or anything, so I'm counting my blessings. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, me neither. It also helps that I'm not on my feet all the time anymore. They're just rough and... They just need to be, everything needs to be, like, trimmed and sanded and scrubbed and... Yeah. (laughs) Picked and (laughs) dug out and just, oh, man. I I just, ugh. My nails. And I I put, I I put, like, I painted my toenails a few months ago. Mm Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, grown out and the color has, like, turned this weird orange color for some reason. It's this awful pink that I didn't realize it was that shade of pink. I thought mm-hmm. it was a different one. Yeah. And I need to throw this one away because <laughs> it's old and it has, like, turned this, like, weird peach color. And I hate it so much, Ooh. but I cannot reach my feet to take it off. Yeah. So that's part of my main. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister-in-law texted me, who's also pregnant, texted me a couple days ago. And she was like, girl, I went and got a, I just finally got fed up and I went and got a pedicure and I feel so much better. You should just do it. <laughs> <clears throat> I guess the place that she went had like, uh, like plexiglass between all the stations and everybody was really far apart. And she was like, I felt mm-hmm. so safe. Like it was fine. Just go. Good. I'm just scared because Bowling Green is such a hot spot. So I want to be certain of the safety procedures at the place before I uh, yeah. go. Apparently, and Warren, if it's not up to snuff, then I will just go to the place in Central City here. Yeah. Apparently, um, Warren County is number two on the White House's list of places that they're concerned about for COVID. Yep, it's bad. So, and everyone in this county is apparently an idiot. So, yeah. At least the people that are. You know, everywhere that I've been here at home, mm-hmm. um, in Muhlenberg County, everywhere I go, I'm seeing people in their masks. Good. And it makes me very happy. Good. Finally. Even if they're grudging, even if they're being grudgy about it, at least they're wearing their masks. So, <sighs> it makes me feel so much better. But whenever I go places in Bowling Green, unless it's, like, two, which I don't really go that many places, but, like, I mean, I go to the doctor and then I go to Jimmy John's, but, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, like, you just see people everywhere willy-nilly, and it's like, okay, do you guys not (laughs) see that you're number one? Yeah. Or whatever, like, (laughs) ugh. I'm really nervous about going back to campus. I mean, I'm. I know I'm yeah, gonna have to be. Yeah, I know I'm gonna have to be on campus for at least one of my classes, at least once a week. He, I thought he was gonna have us coming in possibly twice a week, but it, he sent an email today clarifying everything. It's just once, but uh, that's too many. Yeah, <laughs> it. I'm, I mean, it is, but I. I can't, it's too late for me to change, and there's not another teacher that teaches this course, and I have to have That's it. That's true. That's, yeah, so you're, like, at his mercy. Yeah. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And Been there, done that. Yeah. Or it's only ev- only offered on, on odd years mm-hmm. in the spring, every other spring or something like that. It's, like, yeah. the dumbest. <laughs> the way that Western does some of their classes, it's, like, okay, was this, what coven of witches cooked this up? Yeah. in the light of the full moon (laughs) and i'm sorry but we can do a workshop online 
Like we did it last semester. Yes. Everything went online last semester. We could do it again. And the fact yeah. that... I don't know. It just really bothers me. One, they're... I mean, I get that they're charging us full tuition. I get that they have to do that. Yeah. But at so the, what's the issue? But the... At least let us choose if we want to just go all online or if yeah. we feel comfortable going. I agree. Like, if I'm I paying agree. you full tuition, I should be able to have that choice. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. That's true. You're spending a lot of money to go there. Yeah. I, I had to take out a loan like to go here. Sacrifice. Yeah. Like- <laughs> you shouldn't feel like you have to sacrifice your health. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. People are um, saying, okay, oh, well, full tuition. Right, people are saying, oh, full tuition right now is a scam. I'm like, not exactly. What? Like, they're still having no. to do all this work. But I can't stand people. <laughs> Everyone needs to shut the fuck up, pay for their shit, and stay home. Yeah. Stop that. Oh, my God. Stop being five. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of everyone's fucking attitude. Yeah. Ugh. And I'm in pain, so I'm really upset. <laughs> well, anyway. Things are upsetting me a lot more easily. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, now that we've shot the shit for 20 minutes, why don't we get into yes. it? Okay, so <laughs> this week we are talking about ableism. ableism, which is a topic. It is. It is a topic. Um, it's an important topic. Yes. Um. Especially, you know, since everyone's bringing up all the issues that are, we're, we're finding all the chinks in the armor right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my my segment is going to be fairly short, but that's because I found a really good blog post by someone who is disabled. Nice. And um, it was just really concise, and I figured we could discuss a little bit, but okay. um, I don't know that we'll even need to. Like, she just, she sums it up really well. So, um, let's see. So just in case anyone's wondering what ableism is, um, ableism is a set of beliefs or practices that devalue and discriminate against people with physical, intellectual, or psychiatric disabilities, and often rests on the assumption that disabled people need to be fixed in one form or the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is kind of like racism and sexism where ableism is intertwined in our culture due to many limiting beliefs about what disability does or does not mean how able-bodied people learn uh, learn to treat people with disabilities and how we are often not included at the table for key decisions Uh, so by the way this is written by leah smith um i don't know what her disability is um she doesn't say but um, this is from the Center for Disability Rights, um, Integration, Independence, and Civil Rights. Okay. Um, and it's called Hashtag Ableism. So. Nice. Uh, just so you know, it's written in first person. So I just <laughs> wanted to be to clarify that real fast. Um, I had a friend. I don't know. I learned this lesson pretty early on because I had a friend who was wheelchair bound. She had... Um, she had scoliosis really, really badly, and I think she also had MS. Oh. And so she was in, like, a motorized wheelchair and stuff. And it's it's hard because, you know, 
there's other people who have like severe mental disabilities that are also in wheelchairs, like the yeah. type of wheelchair that she was in. And so it tended to make people think that she was mentally disabled as well. And she 100% was not. Mm-hmm. Is not. She's um, like a big activist for muscular dystrophy and stuff. That's now. amazing. Yeah, I found her on Facebook the other day. Oh, nice. Get off of me, dog. Get off. What are you doing? No, get down. You're about to go out in the living room. No, get down. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so just like most forms of discrimination, ableism often shows its ugly face from non-disabled people with good intentions. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the biggest problem. Um Unfortunately, good intentions never solved any problems. So let's put our good intentions aside and get to the root of what's really going on. Um, I believe much of ableism rests on the medical model of disability um, in that we have in that we have first come to understand disability through the lens of a doctor. Something is, quote, wrong with this person Mm -hmm. and that, quote, something needs to be fixed. This is how we are taught to think about disability. And this is something that comes up when you're pregnant, too, because you're sitting and worrying about all of these things. Yeah. Not necessarily that you won't love your child, but, of course, there's, you know, the extra expense and all of that stuff and mm-hmm. all this negativity that surrounds it because our healthcare system is shit. Yeah. So it's not, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, as in, for example, Josh found this brilliant stand-up comedian who happens to have cerebral palsy. Uh-huh. He is so fucking funny. Oh. oh my god. I mean, I peed myself, which <laughs> isn't hard to do right now, but like <laughs> I really peed myself. Like <laughs> laughing at him. He is so fucking funny. And um but we were sitting there, we were enjoying this brilliant comedian and he looked at me and he said, "Do they test for cerebral palsy like when the kid's a baby and i was like i don't think that's one of the things on the list but we're not uh, (laughs) we don't have cerebral palsy in our genetics sweetheart (laughs) you know and it's just like just that led to a small panic for him and it's like cerebral palsy is not one of the things that i am worried about yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like Cerebral palsy is just a physical disability. It doesn't affect your mental your mental capacity at all. Like mm-hmm. you're basically a normal person. You just have some some shakes, and I mean that's not true. But there, there's varying degrees of it. Of course, it's all on a spectrum. But I mean, you know, just that little bit le- leads to a, that little bit of negativity. Yeah, of of panic of like, oh shit. What if my kid's born with this? And that's just not the way we need to be thinking about things. No, not at all. It's natural to worry about your kids and want your kids to be healthy. It's natural to want people to be healthy, but it's not, it shouldn't be that point of panic that our healthcare system has made it it become. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a student with cerebral palsy too. Oh. (laughs) Sad. So I'm going to take him outside real fast. Hang on. (laughs) Maybe that's why he was barking at you. That was really bad. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) All right. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, So also wanted to say um, that it's not just about the healthcare system and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. also just like in the way we interact with people. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that comedian, he has a brilliant joke 
where he's talking about how he was out to dinner with a group with a bunch of his friends Mm -hmm. and when the waiter got to him he looked at his friend and said what will he have oh and then his friend said probably a talk with your manager oh (laughs) 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 i'm guessing a talk with your manager oh um yeah not cool so um it's a there's just there's a lot of assumptions made about people with disabilities and it's not cool so uh the the othering of people with disabilities is what we're talking about i guess yeah um let's see uh probably Um, a talk with your manager (laughs) yeah probably a talk with your manager um Uh, So this is how we are taught to think about disability. However, where we have interpreted the word wrong is where we have gone wrong. Just because something is different does not mean it is bad. Mm -hmm. We live in a culture in which we have entire television series on the medical complications of different types of disabilities. I often hear non-disabled people ask people with disabilities, quote, this is so fucking rude, by the way. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, quote, what type of medical complications have you had? How many surgeries have you had? Oh, my God. Who is asking that? This is, I bet these are the same people who come up and touch strangers' babies. Like, fuck you. What? Who asks that of anyone? It's not your business. How many fucking surgeries have you had? How many complications have you had? Do you have type 2 diabetes? Oh, my God. Like, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't. Uh, so um, while I'm proud of every surgery and scar I have and had, I, um, I had and have, I also don't believe my medical record is all there is to who I am. No. In an effort to shine a light on this form of ableism, I have recently started returning the question to these unsuspecting seekers of information by asking them for the details of their medical history. <laughs> <laughs> and... And find that they are a bit confused and dumbfounded by what to say in return. <laughs> That's awesome. That's exactly it. what I would do. Turn it around. Uh, how many surgeries have you had? <laughs> it's none of your business. It's like asking a gay guy if they're a top or a bottom. Like, yeah. it's none of your fucking business. Oh, my God. Stop that. Jesus Christ. Seriously. Leave people uh. alone. that's what i'm saying it's the whole like (laughs) message of our whole podcast (laughs) leave leave people alone (laughs) don't speak to me the way the world is right now with not having to have much communication (laughs) with people it's it's great it's so great yes it's really nice uh further i also believe this line of questioning also makes the assumption that no matter how many surgeries i have or have not had they still haven't solved the problem Mm -hmm. personally i have carefully chosen my team of doctors and know they have solved all the medical problems that need solving as for the social ones we disabled people work on those every day and can ourselves claim to be the experts yeah Secondly, ableism often shows up in how we have learned to treat people with disabilities and the language used to discuss us. Mm -hmm. As small children, many non-disabled people are taught to be extra nice to people with disabilities. Open the door for them, run run to press the elevator button for them, ask if they need any help as they're crossing the street, etc. 
I'm assuming the good intention behind this lesson is to treat people with disabilities like anyone else, but by explicitly being nice to this group of people specifically, what we're really doing is pitying them based on the belief that they couldn't do any of these things on their own and are completely helpless. Yeah. This assumption itself is the root of the problem! (laughs) Exclamation point. (laughs) Further, language itself is constantly reflecting this assumption of helplessness, we, when someone says a disabled person is, quote, wheelchair-bound, for instance, it mm-hmm. doesn't give them much credit as a mover and shaker. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Have you encountered any of that? I definitely have encountered this. Yeah. It's just kind of ingrained. I try to really make sure, especially, like, when I was working face-to-face retail, like, I always tried to really make sure I wasn't the extra nice person you know what I'm saying? Well, like, I just tried to ignore. Just tried to ignore. Yeah. The, and then, like, if it looked like they were having trouble, I offered help yeah. kind of thing. At really, the only times I offered help was if someone was having trouble. Like, if an older person was having trouble with the door or if yeah. someone that had a wheelchair was having trouble with the door because our doors were super fucking heavy. But, like, I would yeah. want to do that for anyone that seemed to be having trouble. And well, I Well, true. Up- and that's... That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we just, we both waited until a problem, like, until your wheel got hung up on the weird security thing and said, oh, yeah. hang on, let me hold that steady for you. Yeah. Something like that. And, like, I grew up, I mean, I grew up around people with disabilities. Like, it, it was just always a thing that was there. And so it wasn't, it wasn't unnatural for me, I guess I should mm-hmm. say. And, like, you just treat them with dignity and respect like you do anyone else. Yeah. Um, and like my mom, she did a lot of respite care for people with disabilities. So like, I wouldn't always like, I normally wouldn't be staying the night with her if she did have someone there, but just because legal issues and things, but like I would, I would go home and like hang out and be there. So it was normalized for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, do you see this though, right? Mm-hmm. The the extra nice stuff and how it's weird, and then I it, do it see either that, goes yeah. like to me, it either goes like the extra nice way, or it goes the let's ignore the person and act like they're not their way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And talk to the other person that's next to them instead of including both people in the con- like like mm-hmm. what happened with the the comedian where the the waiter asked his friend to to order for him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I was in what universe? <laughs> yeah, it was. He's an adult man with a child. <laughs> he can order his own fucking food. Oh my god! <laughs> goodness oh, gracious! Goodness. Now, like Stevie, if anyone tries to talk to him, he normally just walks away. <laughs> so well, we, yeah, we I mean, end he's up nonverbal. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's different yeah but um but i mean you know what I'll, i wish i could just walk away when people talk to me yeah i mean you know what we should normalize that just walk away yeah. like i don't want to have this just conversation like i love it oh my god speaking of stevie there is a new show on netflix that i'm going to watch and mm-hmm. it is called love on the spectrum and it looks fucking amazing yes i need to watch that it's australian <laughs> i love it the the guy on the the guy on the uh, the preview or whatever is so funny and cute. <laughs> yes. And of course, the Australian accent makes it that much better and more hilarious because of the intonation. Yeah. Of their very dry, 
<laughs> sentences. It just makes me so happy. Um, yes. I was afraid it was going to be a making fun of thing, but then um, the queen herself, Karen Kilgariff, suggested it on My Favorite Murder and said that it was lovely. Oh, good. So I'm really excited. I added it to my queue. <laughs> I'm a thousand percent watching it. I looked through my entire list of things on Netflix (laughs) last night, trying to find something to watch, because I was just not able to sleep, and then I just didn't want to do any of that, and I was like, fuck it, I'll just turn on Twilight (laughs) and try to just fall asleep to that, because my my body knows it's go to bedtime. (laughs) When that comes on. Well, yeah, that's part of why I'm upset that they pulled Friends off of Netflix, because I could just turn it on on my phone and listen to it on my Bluetooth. Yeah. On my headphones, Mm -hmm. you know? And now I can't do that. Well, now you can do it until September. For a while. (laughs) Well, you know, I think I might switch over to it, but I'm not sure yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll see. So, um... Let's see. Okay. Uh, Last but definitely not least, ableism was established and holds its ground when non-disabled people choose not to include people with disabilities at the table. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about, like, we don't have anybody in politics that I can think of with disabilities except for Joe Biden and his stutter. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I I just... We... People are not the the. This is an entire group of our civilization of our country that's not that's Being not represented. represented. Yeah. Um, just getting to this table means thinking about meeting location, communication format, transportation, and the rest. Mm-hmm. Accessibility in each of these formats is key for any disabled person to not only be included but to have a voice. Mm-hmm. If you had to climb even a single step, reading. Anything that is also that is not also available in Braille, hear what is being said without the availability of an interpreter, or sit at a table that's over four feet tall, I guarantee you that the disabled voice is not being heard at your meeting. Yeah. Huge. Uh, the best way to deroute ableism in our everyday lives is to ensure that there's always a seat at the table for those who are like you mm-hmm. and those who are not. But also checking ourselves on how we treat people with disabilities once they are at the table. Mm-hmm. As simple as this sounds, derooting ableism is often as simple as just treating disabled people like you would anyone else. Mm-hmm. And don't Novel talk- idea, I know. Yeah, don't <laughs> talk to them with a baby voice like you do with dogs No! Or oh my god. Don't. No! No, it's so condescending. Mm-hmm. What if somebody talked to you that way? Ew. Yeah. Um, I will say that I really admire, uh, what's, oh, I can't think of what their names are. The people, Ryan Murphy, I think is one of his name. is his name. And then there's his writing partner too. The but uh, the the guys who made Glee and um, American Horror Story. Yeah. Um. They're they're always including um, people with Down syndrome. Yeah. In their stories, and they're normalizing that. Which I love. They're not having them act helpless at all. They're yeah. they're fully fledged characters with full autonomy over themselves. Mm-hmm. You know that's huge. Yeah. That's groundbreaking. Because most of the people who are older than us, especially like our parents' age, mm-hmm. look at people with Down syndrome and think that they are it that they're 
that they're other, that they're like toddlers and are incapable of living their lives. Mm -hmm. There's, um, in particular, there's a girl, um, there's a woman with Down syndrome at my mom's church who still lives with her mom and she has a, she, like, she has a boyfriend and all kinds of stuff. And mom was like, well, they can't get married. And I was like, what are you talking about? They can't get married. People with Down syndrome get married all the time. And she was like, no, they can't like comprehend that. I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's no. That's not true. They're allowed at all. They're allowed to be <laughs> sexual beings and people that yes. have their own autonomy. Like it's not that shouldn't even be something that has to be said. I agree. I agree. And her, and what's really sad is that this woman's mother feels the same way and Jesus Christ. So, yeah, so she's the infantilization, the the infantilization of people with mental disabilities is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Completely unacceptable. And it's the same thing that Leah was just saying about like how people are seen as their disability. Mm -hmm. Or seen as their medical complications or whatever instead of being seen as people. Yeah. Who happen to have a disability. It's like like my feelings of of coming out of the closet like of being seen as just your sexual orientation oh you're the bisexual girl at work or you're the gay guy you know what i'm saying and then that's Mm -hmm. all people want to talk to you about or all that people see you as and that's just not that's kind of the fear because these are groups that have been othered Mm -hmm. and we have to stop that people are fucking people just talk to me like i'm a person (laughs) you know yeah oh my goodness Thankfully, you can't see my disability, but it's, you know, ADHD is a disability. It's mm-hmm. a mental disorder. You know? Yeah. What if people just saw me as ADHD, depression, and anxiety? It, yeah. It's awful. It's, and it's not, we're in 2020. We shouldn't still be looking at. We still have to get this this older generation the fuck out. (laughs) That's part of the problem. Yeah. I do think we're well on our way to overcoming this, um, especially through media. And advocacy. Um, It's important. Yes. Advocacy. uh, The point, the the fact that we we have grown up with the internet is huge. Mm -hmm. Because we've been able to see other people's perspectives for most of our lives Whereas people our parents' age have grown up only getting one with their own perspective and what they see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's a blind and deaf dog that I follow on Instagram. I would oh. never have thought <laughs> that that was something that I could ever handle. But I've seen her because her owner posts so many things about how she works with her and all this stuff and mm-hmm. shows that she's perfectly capable. Yeah. You know? Of doing everything that a regu- that that a that a non-disabled dog can, she just yeah. has to do it differently. That it's like, oh, okay, you just have to work with them differently, duh. So it's completely normalized, and she's the cutest. But <laughs> I wonder if that's you know, why Star's gotten so much louder because she's probably. gone deaf. She, she is loud. Poor baby. Oh my goodness. I can't hear myself no more, Mama. No. She was talking, talking, talking to me the other night. <laughs> could not figure out what she needed i took her outside oh, and then i gave her gracious. a bath and then she was good <laughs> so um 
that was the end of my segment. Um, just a quick thing about the author. Um, Leah Smith is a writer, communications professional, and disability advocate. Um, she, Leah holds a bachelor's in public relations and a master's in public administration and policy. Wow. She's fucking smart. Yeah. Um, she has focused her career on creating access and equality for all, and Leah currently resides in Philadelphia with her partner and two dogs. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I loved the way that she wrote that. I didn't think we needed anything else. Mm-mm. And yeah, I will. So. I will say one thing that I've learned um, through my years of advocacy and also being around people who have like I, my mom's life. Her work has been focused on people with intellectual, um, right disabilities yes. and stuff like that. So one thing that we can do to kind of help get ableism out of our vocabulary as well isn't is instead of saying things like oh that's crazy because that's something that's been used to push people with mental disabilities down one thing we can say is like oh that's bananas or that's um that's wild or you know stuff like that and that helps that helps get the stigma um, whittled down as well. Okay, sorry. No, no, it's not, it's not, it's something that I've had to learn too, because I've, um, that's going to be really hard. (laughs) It is. That's like my go-to word. It's really, really, really hard. Um, but it is something that does help. Um, so I've been trying to transition into saying that's bananas because my first thing that I go to is that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, me too. But that's just something for everybody to think about and to, like, try to be more conscious of. Yes. Um. Um, there is also a podcast that I want to plug called Disabled After Dark mm-hmm. as well. Um, and there's a Wine and Crime crossover episode um, called Ableism Crimes. Yes. That is fantastic. And the host of Disabled After Dark, um, Andrew, is on that is on that episode too and he is hilarious he has cerebral palsy he is hilarious he has so many hilarious stories of how his disability has gotten him in some weird <laughs> situations um particularly because he's also queer and of course uses like grinder and stuff like that yeah. and so he has some really funny date stories and things like that um he has some really amazing insights and it's also just really cool what he's doing. He's working towards, you know, he, I think he has a line of sex toys for disabled people as well. That's amazing. Like he's working, he's, he is trying to advocate and really show the world that people with disabilities can still be set fully functioning sexual human beings. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's really cool and it's really important. And, um, I have to listen to his podcast. I do have it like saved to us. Like in my yeah, queue. I do too. Um, I haven't gotten around to much of it, but it is good. He is so funny. What's the name of the comedian you've been talking about? I don't remember. Okay. Um. <laughs> Maybe we'll know after uh, the break. Yeah, I'll look it up. I'll look it up uh, while we're on a, on our break, and I'll I'll find it okay. because he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Okay. Okay. Hi. We're back. Okay, so the name of that comedian is um, Josh Blue. Blue like the color. Okay. Um, 
Real quick, I'm just going to read this quick little thing from Wikipedia on him. So it says, Blue has cerebral palsy, specifically classified as spastic hemiplegic uh, cerebral palsy, and many of his jokes center on living with his disability, how he deals with it, and how other people view him. Blue appeared on Last Comic Standing to, quote, make people aware of the fact that people with disabilities can make an impact, unquote. Um, he coined the term palsy punch during his final set of the final round of the show oh. when he said that the palsy punch is effective in a fight because, first of all, they don't know where the punch is coming from, and second of all, <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> One of Blue's competitors said he has an unreasonable amount of likability, while another of his competitors said he is just a good guy. Oh. Blue also joked that signing an autograph takes 45 minutes and that... Re- and that to write down his phone number, he has to find a big old stack of paper. <laughs> there you go, baby. Don't mix them up. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh. He's so funny. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. But yeah, he's hilarious. Look him up. I will. I peed myself. <laughs> I can't wait. He has lots of clips. Yes. Uh, I All right. Put your it turn. In my phone. Oh. Nice. Okay. So... Last week, we talked about body positivity, and we came across this one person uh, named Tatiana McFadden, and I told you guys last week I wanted to get more into her story because it sounded incredible, so that's what we're doing today. Um, Nice. So, I've got two articles. I've got one that kind of tells us about her personal life, and then one that tells us about how how she got so well-known. And the disabled community. So, this first article is from Women's Health Magazine. And it was written by Madeline Burry. And it was written for um, Olay Body Wash. (laughs) For this new body wash they put out a few years ago. Um, Just going to put that out there. This is not an ad for them. But it is great body wash. You know. (laughs) So, I have used (laughs) it. It's lovely. But, um... What is it again? It's this, oh Olay. Yeah, it's this new Olay um, Olay ribbons body wash. It's mm, um, that sounds fancy. Yeah, I've tried the lavender one and I've tried whatever the blue one is, but they've got a they specifically like put out the honey one in this article. I'm gonna have to try that one too. It it makes your skin <laughs> feel so nice, guys. Um, okay, everything's breaking me out. Oh. I had to switch my stretch mark cream because the company ran out because we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic and I had to use cheap cocoa butter stuff from Walmart and it's breaking my entire stomach out. Oh. Like, I don't feel gross enough. Sorry. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Well, this is going to make your whole day. Um, This seventh. How do you know? (laughs) It made mine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This 17-time Paralympics champion grew up walking on her hands because she didn't have a wheelchair. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And her arms are ripped, guys. They're fucking incredible. Um, One quick look is all it takes to know with 100% certainty that Tatiana McFadden is really, really strong. Her arms are rippling with muscles, muscles that have not only propelled her to 17 Paralympics medals and 20 World Championships medals, 
But multiple wow. mm-hmm. But multiple first place finishes in the Chicago, London, Boston, and New York marathons. Good lord. Mm-hmm. For the earliest years of McFadden's life, those powerful arms and her hands were the only way she could walk. She was born in St. Petersburg, Russia with spina bifida, a common congenital disability that leads to the spinal column not developing correctly in utero. In some cases, as with McFadden, it results in partial paralysis. Usually, babies with spina bifida get surgery immediately after birth to ensure the spinal cord and nerves are enclosed and protected. But for me, yes. that wasn't the case. McFadden tells oh, Women's no. Health. Mm-hmm. I had surgery at 21 days old. It was a miracle that I survived. With her birth mother unable to care for her, McFadden was placed in an orphanage that had no name and was only identified as a uh, number. 13. What? Mm-hmm. Um, so her, her name was 13. Oh my gosh. Lucky number 13, says McFadden, who lived there until she was six years old. Um, I didn't have any medical treatment, no extra surgery, no schooling, no wheelchair, nothing, she says. That may sound grim, but to McFadden, her experience influenced the woman she is today. An athlete with grit and determination, who is defined by her power and record-breaking accomplishments. Because of not having a wheelchair, I figured out how to get around just like the other kids. She walked on her hands, using them to propel her body forward, and played without regard for her lower body paralysis. That shaped me into someone who didn't see myself as different from anyone else. Um, her placement, I mean, that's amazing. Right? <laughs> her placement at orphanage number 13 also led to an encounter that would change her life. Everything changed in 1994 when McFadden's soon-to-be adoptive mother, Deborah McFadden, who was working as a commissioner of disabilities for the U.S. Department of Health, walked into her orphanage. I told everyone she was going to be my mom. It was just fate at that moment. Her life transformed once she left Russia and moved to Maryland to live with her new family. For the first time, McFadden went to school. She also received surgeries, more than a dozen, to straighten out her legs, which had atrophied behind her back. The surgeries allowed her to sit in a wheelchair. In her early years in America, McFadden was sick and anemic. Her parents' mentality, physical activity is the best way to heal. They encouraged her to play sports, and she took to them enthusiastically. I did everything. Skiing, ice hockey, wheelchair basketball, table tennis, archery, and finally fell in love with wheelchair racing. Oh, cool. Right? Yeah, but she's really good at that. Oh, yeah. Because your arms have to be insane to do that. Oh, yeah. Um... And her parents went with her every weekend to Baltimore for a local sports program, sitting for four hours every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday while McFadden played sports. Wow. Mm-hmm. This, this family's amazing, by the way. Like... Yeah. Wow. The effects of this athletic involvement were transformative on both her health and independence. Sports and workouts made her strong. After several months, McFadden could push her wheelchair around for a full day at school without the help of an aide. 
During her teenage years, McFadden's obsession with sports grew. Her enthusiasm was fueled by her own participation, along with the thrill of watching nearby races and marathons. Once you get healthy and get your independence, that's when you can have goals and dreams. For me, I wanted to be an athlete, she says. Um, in 2004, McFadden was 14 and told her parents that she wanted to try out for the Olympics. Her parents could see her determination, passion, and enjoyment of sports. They've always believed in me. Having their support means everything to me. Um, and I'm going to stop it right here. And we're going to go to another article. Because uh, this okay. is around the time when she did something that was unheard of. Um, <laughs> okay. So this this article is from the Baltimore Sun. It was published April 18th, 2006. Um, Disabled girl wins right to compete. This was written by Nicole Fuller. And uh, yeah. So a federal judge in Baltimore granted a preliminary injunction yesterday that will allow a Howard County athlete who uses a wheelchair to compete in track alongside non-disabled competitors. The Maryland Disability Law Center filed suit on behalf of Tatiana McFadden, who was 16, a sophomore at Athlon High School and winner of two medals at the 2004 Paralympics in Athens, Greece. McFadden had been denied the chance to race alongside non-wheelchair users and to have her choice of competitive events. The ruling could provide assurances of equal treatment for dis disabled students seeking to compete in athletics at schools across the state said Lauren Young, Director of Litigation at the Law Center. We're thrilled, not only for her, but the school system got a loud and clear message that kids with disabilities get a chance to participate alongside the kids without disabilities in sports at their yes. schools. I think other schools in Maryland will hopefully look at this carefully, that they do have an obligation to include all students in athletics. Yes. Schools in Iowa, New Jersey, Minnesota, and... Because the thing is that, like, including all students has never meant actually all students. Yeah. Before. It hadn't. Just like our Constitution has never meant that all men are... That all, all people are created equal. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> that's not how it was written, and that's not how it's carried out. Mm-hmm. That's why we do things like this. That's why we have people that are advocates. That's why we listen to people with disabilities. That's why we listen to people who are not the same people skin color, color as us. Yes. Yeah. People who are not the same sexual orientation. People mm -hmm. who are different genders. For fuck's sake. Life is hard. Let's just treat each other like fucking humans. Let's treat yes. each other the way Stop it. it was intended. Good God. <laughs> um... <laughs> Schools in Iowa, New Jersey, Minnesota, and Washington allow wheelchair athletes to compete alongside able-bodied athletes in some events, according to Advocates for the Disabled. A hearing to decide the case on its merits, in which a permanent ruling would be issued, has not been scheduled. But the decision by U.S. District Judge Andre M. Davis will allow McFadden to compete alongside non-disabled students for the remainder of the season. The more I hear your argument, the more transparently arbitrary and capricious it becomes, Davis told the lawyers for Howard County Schools, according to the Associated Press. She's not suing for blue ribbons, gold ribbons, or money. 
she just wants to be out there when everyone else is out there. Nice. Sydney L. Cousin, superintendent of Howard County Schools, said last night that... That's true. It seems mm-hmm. like whenever anything like this happens, people are like, oh, well, we're going to have to let them win. Yeah. No. That's not what she's asking for at all. No. She just wants to be out there alongside her teammates. She just wants teammates. to compete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sydney L. Cousin, superintendent of Howard County Schools, said last night that the school system will follow the judge's order but he pointed out that the decision is not permanent. This lawsuit came as a... Well, that's not good. Nope. Um, it's not. And I have an unfortunate update after we get done with this, but I'm going to follow it up with something good, so... I hate people so much! I do, too. Um... This lawsuit came as a surprise to me because we had been working collaboratively with Tatiana and her family, Cousin said. I think that in Howard County, we went further than anyone else in the state to try to encourage the participation of disabled athletes. No the fuck you didn't. Oh my god. McFadden's lawyer argued that the school system is not complying with the Federal Rehabilitation Act of 1973. Section 504 prohibits discrimination on the basis of disability in federally funded programs and activities. Um, There you go. Tatiana, who was born with spina bifida, said last night she is looking forward to competing tomorrow in a meet at Long Ridge High School. I was really nervous at first because I didn't know what to expect. But once the case got going, everything was good. The judge understood my side. This is important to me because I wanted to get the same thrill and the same experience as all the other high school students. There's no competition by myself. It was lonely and embarrassing, and I just didn't like it. Other competitors would come up to me and they would say, good race, but it wasn't really a good race because I was running by myself. Oh, no. Her mother, Deborah McFadden, said she has gotten calls from parents of disabled children in Baltimore, Frederick, and Hartford counties expressing their support. She added that she was gratified by the judge's decision. It was such a fabulous hearing, she said. The judge was unbelievable. I was just choked up. She was initially hesitant about suing, but said that she was inspired by her daughter's tenacity in the face of so many obstacles. It's emotionally fatiguing and... good mom. Right? It's emotionally fatiguing and financially. But when my daughter came to me and said, I really want to run, I don't think the school system understood. I didn't sue for a million dollars. I said, I'm going to sue for opportunity. I wasn't trying to be vindictive or mean. Mm -mm. She said the courtroom was filled with Tatiana's friends and that she was very proud of her daughter, who made a promise to her younger sister, Hannah, 10, who is an amputee. Here's a young girl getting ready to testify. She turned to her 10-year-old sister and said, Hannah, you'll never have to fight to run. Aww. Mm-hmm. And, um, the unfortunate thing that happened after this is that they still allowed, um, let me, let me pull up this other article that I grabbed just to make sure I'm saying this right. They, um... This is from rightslaw.com. So she sued. She got to compete. But uh, Tatiana's 
victory was short-lived. A few weeks later, the Maryland Public Secondary Schools Athletic Association ruled that wheelchair athletes, while allowed to race in certain events in regional and state meets, could not earn points for their school teams. You have got to be fucking kidding me. Wish I was. What? Mm Mm-hmm. This is a person that... I mean, this is blatant discrimination. Yeah. And this is also a person that won the Paralympics in Athens, Greece. Twice. Won two medals. And you're telling her that she can't compete for your school? Why? Why can't she earn points? I, uh, this is so stupid. That's like, it's exactly the same as saying the none of the black people on the team can can earn points. Yeah. None of the women can earn points. It's exactly the same thing. She's out there competing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Yeah. People suck. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, that will be changed <laughs> soon enough. Hopefully. Um, well, the only way that it gets changed is if we all change it. Yeah. <laughs> We just, we have to know that it's a problem and know that it's something that's happening to be able to change it. And hopefully yep. with all the attention she's been getting lately, that will help. Because yes. she's incredible. Um, at age 15, she became the youngest. There's a lot of human rights and civil rights and lots of things that we need to get cleaned up in our own country before we go off into other people's countries and try and fix their shit. Yeah. I agree. Um, we are not number one. This is not the best country in the world. It has never been great here. Get off your fucking high horse. Yeah. <laughs> your fucking white supremacist, white male supremacist high, high horse. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm done with your imperialism. I'm done with your nonsense. I'm done. I've had it. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. All right, um, continue. So we're <laughs> we're back to the women's health article. Um, but I just, I wanted to stick that in there because that's what she did when she was like 16. Um, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that she did that, but it's like one step forward and two steps back, it seems like. Yeah. Um, like, I think, I think it's great now that they can compete alongside their classmates, which they should be able to do, but it's a serious problem that they can't earn points for their school. That's so stupid. That's pointless. Yeah. that It makes it meaningless. Yeah. It's the equivalent of giving a kid a fake ticket to play with on an airplane. Yeah. Um, at age 15, she became the youngest person to qualify for the Paralympics going on to win both bronze and silver medals at the 2004 Summer Games in Athens. Since then, she's participated in the Beijing 2008 Summer Paralympics, winning silver medals, the 2013 London Summer Olympics, where she won her first gold medals, yay, and the 2016 Rio Olympics, more medals in both gold and silver. That's Um, amazing. Right? In 2009, she raced her first marathon. She's a fucking Olympian, and you're going to sit there and treat her like she doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In 2009... She's giving all of them middle fingers. Oh, yes. 
She should. <laughs> with How her wonderful arms. <laughs> her wonderful yes, arms her and hands. beautiful arms that yeah. I'm so jealous of. Oh, my God. In 2009, she raced her first marathon. It was the hardest thing I've done in my life, shaping my body to be this marathoner, says McFadden, who adds that she's glad to have done it and a better athlete as, re- as a result. You don't get McFadden's arms or win all those medals by chance. She works out every day, year-round. That includes weightlifting oh several times a week and during marathon training, putting in well over 100 miles each week. She's playing... Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let me see what year this was. This was this was published in 2019. So this was really recent. Um, this year, or she's planning to race in six marathons this year, adding Berlin and Tokyo to the usual four that she's competed completed each year since she began marathoning in 2009. So she's been marathoning for 10, 11 years now. Probably not right now because COVID. But right. Um, don't feel it. Well, there's they're doing virtual events. Yeah. So, uh, not the Olympics, obviously, but mm. they're doing like virtual 5Ks and shit like that. Oh, that's nice. People are doing that. Just like, you know, c- c- th- there's races in cities all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's gyms that are doing it to help raise funds because people aren't paying their, you know, some people are canceling their memberships because they can't go to the gym instead of continuing to pay and stay home. Yeah. Uh, which is a failing of our government because they're not paying people to stay home. Yeah. But that's another rant for another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's lots of different places that are doing, like, virtual events and stuff. So, like, you, you sign up and you get, like, a microchip thing that goes in your shoe. and Oh, nice. They, like, track you. Yeah. they sign And you, you, you map out an area to run a 5K basically on your own, like, in your neighborhood or some shit. Mm-hmm. And you do the distance there. Yeah. And then they compare times. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so shit's still going on. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. That's really cool. You just cool. have to hunt for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had some customers that were doing things like that before I quit. Uh, oh, okay. Before I quit my job. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, so I'm going to skip the little part about the Olay thing because they're not paying us. But, I mean, it is good stuff. So if you want to go to the Walmart and buy some highly recommend it <laughs> um no they're not paying us <laughs> <laughs> but sports brought out in me that i'm beautiful growing up mcfadden didn't see many representations of people who looked like her as someone with a disability it was hard growing up i do stick out you can see that i have a disability sports really brought it out in me that i am beautiful and i have self-worth now she wants to ensure others have that same realization by the time I retire, I want to leave a legacy of programs I've started, wheelchairs I've donated, and people who have helped get involved with sports, says McFadden. She currently serves on the board of Spina Bifida of Illinois, and in 2013... Nice! Mm-hmm, there you go! That's that's the kind of people that you need on the board of Spina Bifida. <laughs> people with Spina Bifida! Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake! That's awesome! Yes. And in, 20- yes. and in 2013, advocated for the passage of federal legislation mandating that students with disability have access to sports in school. She's also a lifelong Girl Scout and contributes to Right to Play, Boys and Girls Clubs, and the Bennett Blazers. Nice. The Adaptive Sports. It's awesome that it's called Right to Play. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and the Bennett Blazers, the adaptive sports program where McFadden first participated in sports as a child. I want to leave that legacy so that the next person coming up has all those opportunities. Everything is growing, but it's always important to keep it rolling. So yeah, that Yay! was Hey, she's my new hero. What's her Instagram handle? Uh, let me let me pull it up real quick. Didn't you find her? Wasn't she an influencer? Yes. I, I yeah. have her link here. Um, it's at it's Tatiana McFadden USA. How do you spell Tatiana? T A T Y A N A M C F A D D E N U S A. Tatiana McFadden USA. There it is. Oh. Oh my god. She's going to be in a Netflix documentary called Rising Phoenix on August 26th. Nice! So we should all watch that. Yes, we should. Oh, I see the preview. It's right there. She's gorgeous. Oh my god. Fuck you, lady. (laughs) Damn. Oh, I love her marathon, like, bike wheelchair thing. That's so cool. Yeah. Those things are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's on this, like, body-sized tricycle thing. Yeah. Oh, with her puppy! <laughs> yeah, she's super cool. You can tell she's Russian mm-hmm. and beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, her arms are insane. Right. She's I wish my arms looked like that. My God. Mine too. And she's got... My, my sister-in-law has arms kind of like that because she was into bodybuilding for a minute and she's so insecure because they look big. And I'm like, girl, your arms are gorgeous and yes. like sculpted. Fuck off. Mine are like flabby and stupid because I don't use them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do some push-ups when I'm not pregnant anymore. She's now a 23-time major marathon winner. Yeah, I believe it. Look at her. Good God. I wish my body looked like that. It's not fair. Everyone go follow her on Instagram because she is amazing. Yes. Oh, my God. Her. Oh, my God. Her um, bio. I'm in a wheelchair, but who cares? Love yourself for who you are. Oh. That's awesome. Yes. She's a badass. She is. She's my favorite. And not even, like, and this is where people are like, yeah, she's a badass for someone who's disabled. No, no, she's a fucking badass, period. Yeah. That is an amazing list of accomplishments for anyone. I haven't done anything like that. No. Me the fucking either. I have no physical disabilities and I have no list like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh Uh-uh. All right, uh, are you ready for a game? I am ready for a game. I don't have a card. I know. <laughs> I know you don't. I- I'm I'm fixing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. We had a rough start, okay? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um... Ooh. Of course, heartburn. Oh. Yeah, my kid has a full-on head of hair, so that's why... Oh. The heart- that's why the heartburn is real. 
You can see it on the ultrasound. <laughs> so when I did your reading, I got the hair color too. Oh, you did? Yeah. Don't tell me. I won't. Don't tell me yet. I'm going to call you and you're going to tell me your findings first. Yes. <laughs> so that we can so that we can see if you were right. Yes. All right. Okay, I'm ready. I think it's my turn to go first. I think it is too. All right. All right, so this is our game uh, called If You Had To by Drunk Stoned or Stupid, and it's Kay's turn to go first, so if you had to, would you? Lick anything before you touch it. That's disgusting. <laughs> or, yeah, I could not do that. So whatever my card is is what I pick. Um, <laughs> only get aroused by predator versus prey chases on Animal Planet. I'm good with that. I'm good with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally good with that. I don't want to lick I love anything. Animal Planet. <laughs> <laughs> I love Animal Planet. I'm not licking shit. Yep. Nope. I don't understand the fascination with putting things in your mouth once you're an adult. Like, nope. Stop it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, there's always 25 flies in my house now because it's Kentucky mm -hmm. and I live near a pig farm. And, um, you know. <laughs> No matter how many flies I kill, 25 are always in my house, and one landed on my finger a second ago, and oh. I almost threw my microphone across the room. <laughs> like, once it lands on my straw, of my yet on my yet like, in my Yeti, mm -hmm. once it lands on my straw, that straw is garbage. <laughs> There's always one buzzing around my head. I can't stand it. Hell no, I'm not licking anything. <laughs> Before I touch it. No. No. <laughs> That's never happening. Hoof and mouth disease is real. Okay. Ugh. So. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We know this was kind of shorter, but um, definitely an important topic to talk about as we as we move even further into the this amazing civil rights movement that we're in right now. Um, Happy November. Hope I hope the world is not on fire. Please make sure that you have voted, um, that you've signed up by mail and sent in your ballots already. Mm -hmm. um, do it as early as you can, but um, definitely if you haven't done it yet, get it done now. So um, yeah. it's very important that we win <laughs> and get the uh, wannabe dictator out of office um, because that's what he is and it's important to get him out yeah. no matter... No matter who the alternative is, <laughs> honestly. So, um, <laughs> uh, anything else that you want to say? No, I'm I'm about <laughs> no. to I'm about to start back to school, and it's it's a wild time. I'm I, I can't wait for November to actually get here for me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um. Whew, I'm about to give birth in a week and a half or so, so woo woo! Ooh. It's a little bit crazy, yeah. but um, yeah. So uh, wish me luck, everyone. Yes. Um, by the time this comes out, it's already happened, but <laughs> <laughs> still. Um, all right. Well, we love you guys. Um, please stay safe and remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. 
To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>